Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. My favorite part about the GameTime app? A feature that allows you to click on any seat in a venue and get a panoramic view of what you would see from that seat. Well, now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app, create an account, then under the billing section, redeem the code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. to a fresh edition of the Rainbow Skyline podcast, a podcast about the Denver Nuggets from your friends at The Athletic. My name is Nick Cosmetter. I'm your host and beat writer at The Athletic for the Nuggets. We're here at the Staples Center on Sunday night after a 128-104 victory for the Nuggets over the LeBron James-less Lakers. Uh, the top two teams in the Western Conference doing battle was a two-point game at halftime, and then the, the, the Nuggets ran away in the third quarter. Um, I'm joined by my colleague at The Athletic, Brett Dawson, who was in his first year covering the Lakers and, the, and, and also the Clippers after covering the Thunder last year. Brett, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Glad to be in the uh, weird little locker room we're in here that yeah. we often steal for podcasting. Right. I mean, it's, I'm sure this is what they set it up for, right? Like, yes. Basically. It's for media podcasts and also for like... I don't know. It's it's a very weird little locker room off of the media room. Yeah. I actually have never figured out what it's for. So it's other, not a, this is not official. Other than this, maybe it is. Maybe it is the officials' locker room. Yeah, but I think that's down. I don't know. It looks like it's from Hoosiers. Like yeah, it's just for for all the glitz and glamour of Staples. This is does not have a lot of that. It really does yeah. not, and it's actually smaller than the visitors' locker room, which is hard to do here. It's yeah. hard to build a structure. <laughs> With locker room space that is smaller than the one that the Nuggets were in tonight. Okay. Well, we're going to dive in this, into this game. A few quick housekeeping things. This is our weekly free podcast, which you're, you can listen to on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. This will be our one episode for this week, and then we're going to take a break for Christmas. We'll also have one episode next week. Uh, again, another free episode. Uh, looking back at the year that was, the calendar year that was for the Denver Nuggets, obviously an exciting one. Uh, and then we'll be back in the new year with our regular two episodes a week, which includes a subscriber-only episode uh, that you can only get if you're a subscriber to The Athletic. So if you want to become one, go to theathletic.com slash rainbowskyline and get 40% off a subscription, and that will get you all of those bonus episodes. All right, Brett, let's, let's roll into this. Obviously, you know, this was the first game LeBron James missed this year. This was the first look uh, that the Lakers had playing without him. And so obviously you can't take a full picture view out of, out of what happened in this game if you're trying to evaluate these two teams as potential contenders for the Western Conference crown. Um, but, but what, you know, in, in your mind, what, what, can, what can you surmise out of this game? Is it, is it kind of for the Lakers knowing the limits of, of what Anthony Davis really can do? Yeah, I mean, I think what you take away from it is that, one, one thing you take away is the thing we already knew. The Lakers aren't a title contender without both of those guys, right? Having two stars only matters if you have two both of those two stars. <laughs> so we've seen what Anthony Davis is with a flawed roster, and, and that was what we saw in New Orleans. This is Anthony Davis with another flawed roster. Without LeBron James, really, I mean, you look at Kyle Kuzma had a nice game tonight. He wasn't great. He was fine. He had 16 points. 
other than that, they didn't have a guy getting double figures. They don't have a guy who you would look at and say, that guy can go get you some points. And, and I think notably, that guy can go make some plays for other people. They just don't really have a lot of that. And that's also not AD's strength. And so, you know, they play a full game tonight without LeBron James. They have 18 assists. That's a season low. That's a real problem for them. And so I think the thing you can really sort of take away from this more than anything is maybe the Lakers need one more thing because maybe they need a guy – they don't have the greatest track record of health with Anthony Davis. Uh, he's not much of a playmaker even when he is healthy. LeBron, look, up until last year, had a great track record for staying healthy. But at this age and this stage of his career, is he going to be able to remain healthy? Are we going to have a few more games like this where something kind of nagging comes up and gets him and he needs to sit? What happens to their offense? It can't crater the way it did tonight. And also their defense was just atrocious without him as well. So maybe there's a piece out there for them. I don't know exactly what that is, but I, I think – the thing they really could use is a guy who creates some stuff for other people, maybe when LeBron or AD aren't on the floor, or can play off those guys when they are, can make some shots. That's so easy to say. Like, how, how do you find those guys? Everybody would like one of those guys. Would like one of those guys. Absolutely. I, th- I think from the Nuggets' perspective tonight, um, you know, this is a team that came in and swept the five-game homestand, but those games were all against teams with losing records. Um, so, so tonight was even even without LeBron presented a stiffer test on the road. Um, to, to kind of show that the momentum that they had built during a 5-0 and homestand uh, in which they had the best offensive rating in the league uh, was sustainable and, and they could take it out on the road. Uh, and they did that tonight. And this was one of their most complete games. Again, they had 128 points. You had six different players in double scores. A fifth, or a, I'm sorry, a seventh. Monte Morris had nine points. Jeremy Grant added eight. Um, so you just, you had, this was perhaps their most complete game. And, and that's one of the things that going into this season, everybody pointed to the, to Denver's depth as its, as its greatest weapon. Um, that, that was the thing that carried them last year to 54 wins, even though they had a lot of injuries this year, that bench has been up and down in part because they've been so healthy and guys who play, who had larger roles this year are having to kind of learn how to still be effective with less minutes and, and frankly, in the case of some guys like Malik Beasley tonight had 16 points, was huge in the second half. He's a guy before a couple games ago had sat out. He had, he had been a DNP three nights in a row. That's how deep they are when you have a guy as talented as he is um, ha- having sat for a lot of games. So I, I think this was an in- instance with the Nuggets where you can see how they are going to try to win games, um, and, and that is with, with their depth. Nikola Jokic had 11 points and six rebounds, five assists in the first quarter. Uh, but then wasn't really much of a factor the rest of the way. Jamal Murray had an off night. He was only three of eleven for six points, coming off his two best games collectively of the year. So then you get you get big game out of Paul Millsap, who 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 was huge in the third quarter when Denver went on a 12-0 run to kind of take over the game. Uh, 19 points from Gary Harris, who was seven and ten from the field, relentlessly attacking the rim. 14 from Will Barton, who also had 13 rebounds. Um, and, I mean, is that is that kind of your your view from from the outside of the Nuggets? Is just they they have a lot of guys. You, you're talking about the Lakers, yeah. You know, that, a, that, that's Denver's strength. They don't they obviously right. don't have LeBron. They don't have an AD, so that's going to have to be their formula. Absolutely, they do have a lot of guys, and I think that is a really sharp contrast to the Lakers. The Lakers would kill to have a guy like Beasley who can come in and, and could do that for you. They've got some guys who Troy Daniels can get hot on a night. He can make five threes. He's done it before. He can have an eye like that. Avery Bradley can have a good night, Alex Crusoe. But they don't have a consistent rotation of guys. They don't have that consistent depth. And I think for the Nuggets, the other thing tonight is, like, Jamal Murray was awful. He just had a bad game. You know, yep. you can, when you have that many guys who can step up and give you a little something extra, who can give you 16 off the bench, who can give you, you know, they got 10 from from uh, from Morris, did they? Or nine from Morris and 10 nine from, from Morris. So, yeah, so, like, you, you've got a lot of guys who can offset a bad game. Tonight, Anthony Davis is great. I mean, he was fine. He was, he was not the elite, elite Anthony Davis, but he was a load to guard. Yeah. 
They had Jokic wanted no piece poor, of it. Poor, it Paul, just, poor Paul Millsap. Yes. Yeah. An undersized power forward to begin with had six foot seven, had the unenviable task. Right, because when he's got when he gets into situations where Jokic is trying to guard him, it's oh, just, it's, it's, the feet it's, just it's, don't move yeah. fast enough. So Davis was really good. He wasn't, you know, the, the the ultimate that he can be, but he was very good. But they just don't have another guy to sort of fill in when LeBron. Obviously, LeBron is LeBron, and there's nobody's going to be like, oh, we don't have LeBron James. No worries, we're fine tonight. But but to have a night where Murray's not hitting, and, and frankly, Murray missed shots. He hits a yeah. lot. Um, and so, like, when you have a night like that, to have other guys who just sort of fill in those gaps, that's really helpful as well because you're going to have nights in the playoffs where Jamal Murray can't make a shot or Jokic is off. You do want that, and that, that's something that the Lakers also lack. If the two stars, if even one of the two stars has foul trouble, has an injury, has an off night, they don't have a lot to compensate for that, as good as they are. I, I always hate sort of nitpicking the sure. Lakers. They've been great, but they've been great in large part because those two guys have played great and they've been available. Yeah, and that, that's and but that's what you know because we kind of run into that with the Nuggets as well. Is this is a team now that is twenty and eight. This is the best twenty eight game start in their NBA franchise history, going all the way back to nineteen seventy six. So you know it, it's um, you know Malone kind of laughed earlier in the year when they were going through a little bit of a sputter, and he said, you know, people are acting like the sky's falling around here. Maybe maybe our expectations were were too much, and here they are heading right at the ship, twenty and eight, second place in the Western Conference, two back in the loss column. From the Lakers, and what was interesting tonight was, um, you know, this is the first time this team has dealt with expectations. You know, if you're if you're if you plan on seeing with LeBron James, that comes with the territory all year. Um, but this is the first time Denver has has dealt with that because last year they went into the season just trying to be that team to make the playoffs for the first time. And they end up winning 54 games, kind of played over their heads, I think, for for a lot of the year. Now they come into the season and they're expected to be, um, you know, a, a team that contends for for a title. Let's let's say we get Nuggets, we get the next Nuggets Lakers matchup with LeBron James back healthy. What, what intrigue? Like, what's what's most intriguing to you about this particular matchup? I think we could see it in the playoffs. Yeah, I think one thing is this depth that we've talked about. The other thing to me, like when we talk about the number of guys they have who can do things, like I'm still, and this is a this is a bias from having spent three years covering them in Oklahoma City, still really disappointed about what Jeremy Grant's given them, and I still think there's more there. And I still think that's a guy who could come on for them and give them a little more. He's been kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I thought last year that was an element they really lacked, that athleticism off the bench. I thought they needed a guy just like him. And they haven't really, for whatever reason, that hasn't worked as well. And so that's another guy. They do just have a lot of guys to throw at you. And I think that's one of the most intriguing things. Jokic, obviously, the, the Lakers have tremendous size. They're one of the few teams in the league that still plays really big a lot of the time. It's been weird because... You know, everybody in New Orleans used to argue and argue and argue, and it seemed rightly that Anthony Davis is a center, and that's the position he should play. What they've really been able to do here is is play big centers alongside him and give them these really big, dominant front lines. That's a difficult challenge for some teams to deal with, but Denver does have some size. You know, they hung right in on the boards tonight, and LeBron wasn't in, but the other guys who clean up rebounds were there. Yeah. Um, they were good on the offensive glass. They got a lot of ch- opportunities to give themselves chances. So I, I thought... I think they have an interesting kind of matchup because they they don't get overwhelmed by the size. Jokic is the biggest dude in the league, basically, um, and, and they also just have a just their sheer numbers of guys they can run at you is a spot where I think the Lakers are a little weak. Now in the playoffs, we all know benches get a little minimized because you're going to play your starters some more minutes. Yep. LeBron and AD are going to extend out a little bit, and when those two guys are great, the Lakers are going to win most series. If, they, if those two guys are great for seven games, I don't know if there's a team in the league that beats them. But if they're not great, if they're just good, if they're not always available, if one of them is dinged up, one of them is in foul trouble, I think that's the kind of team you want to have to beat them, a team that can 
one, run a lot of bodies at you, and two, can really spread you. They can shoot the three. They, you know, they shot it okay tonight, but they've got a bunch of guys who can make them. That, that part of that matchup intrigues me as well. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things, you, you mentioned the size of going into this game, because in the first matchup, the Lakers, um, you know, they just destroyed Denver yeah. boards by, I think, about 20, 22 rebounds that night. And in the first half tonight, the Lakers had 15 offensive yeah. rebounds, 19 second chance points. That was the thing that was keeping them in the game. In the second half, I, I thought that was one of the more telling things, was that Denver was able to make that adjustment, uh, only gave up three offensive rebounds and three second chance points in the second half. But that is that is what I, what I'm really curious to see, and I, I kind of wondered tonight whether they might try to play Jeremy Grant at the three. It's not it's not a natural position for him, as you know. It's it's not something he's going to play a lot because he doesn't necessarily have the quickness to guard threes on the perimeter. But he, you know, you you throw him in there, and then you potentially play um, Jokic and maybe Plumlee on the floor at the same time. Now you have a little bit more size to contend with with, with all their length at certain times. Um, but again, with, with just their starters, as big as Jokic is, Millsap is undersized. That's true. I mean, that that would be that would be a really tough matchup for him to take one on one, and you almost have to try at times at least to guard Anthony Davis one on one because of because of what LeBron James brings on the other side. Right, and, and you saw that tonight. Some some very little space for Anthony Davis to move around. He still gets his because yeah. if, if he gets any momentum, he's so hard for a big guy to stop. He can make the fadeaway shot. So if there's even if there's another. Secondary defender in his location doesn't really matter. He can make that shot. He gets a lot of opportunities. He's a little quicker than some guys think, and he gets some cuts. I mean, like, he's he not. stole some offensive rebounds with that quickness. Right, he'll do that. He posts up uh, more this year than he has in the past, but still is not, like, that's not the best part of his game, but he can still do it. He, he's It's hard to defend him. It's just hard to do much with him. But I tell you, the thing about the size issue, obviously, the thing that offset it tonight is they got Will Barton to get in there and, and mix it up and get a lot of rebounds. And that is something you can do. Your guards can crash. Your guards can pick up some loose balls. You can beat them to some loose balls. And I, I, I thought Denver was, particularly in the second half, the much more energetic team. And the yeah. Lakers talked about that after the game. Yeah, they, they were. And Gary Harris um, feel that. I think he's, he's sort of such a key for Denver because – He's their best perimeter defender. Um, he had a couple of times he just ripped the ball away from Danny yeah. Green tonight, um, you know, and then had a steal a couple of possessions later that he took down for the dunk. He, he has been a menace defensively for them, but his offense ha- has taken a while to come around. But in the last couple of weeks, you're starting to see him get back to the guy who who is attacking. He he, he had the 19 points on seven of ten, but he also had five assists. So he, he was he was playmaking, um, you know, catching the ball in the corner, driving baseline, kicking out. And if, if you if you have one more guy that's creating gravity when you have Jokic and, and, and Murray who can create on their own, Paul Millsap who could be a savvy YMCA type one on one score, um, that adds a lot. And then obviously you mentioned Will Barton at the fourteen points. He's having a great comeback season despite shooting four of twelve tonight. Um, but he was I, awesome. Yeah, today. like I mean, the the shooting is like it's kind of whatever. He had a couple steals. He had five assists. He was yeah. really good. Yeah, and he and that's what he does. He's been giving you just a little bit of everything to where Will Barton before in previous years, if he shot four of twelve from the field, he pro- you probably were getting a bad night from him. Here he shoots four four of twelve, and you hit it. You hit it on the head. Still got to the line six times. Thirteen rebounds, five assists, two steals, only one turnover. Um, he, he's just been so good. And, and so again, their starters have been excellent pretty much all year as a, as a collective group. And, and they should be because they were the, they were the starting unit with more continuity than any other team in the NBA. Um, but it, so if they can add to that bench bench points tonight, like the 50 that they got tonight, um, you know, that that's, that's where they're going to have, they're going to have a, a real advantage, but you mentioned it in, in the playoffs, those rotations sink. And as good as this bench was last year, it didn't play well in the playoffs. They, they left everything on Jokic's shoulders and it just wasn't quite enough. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting to, to see for me whether Malone ever kind of cuts this down and, and, and really goes with some guys that, that, that work. And, and look, their starters are really good. You know, I mean, like other than Murray, every starter played well tonight. They had, what, they had four guys with five assists in their starting lineup. Right. That's The ball really moved, players really moved. They were very good. Um, it's just nice to have so many options. I do think in the playoffs you really want to drill down on six or seven guys, and, yeah. and that's where these deep teams – that gets you a lot of wins in the regular season. It helps so much. And like tonight, it really helps when the Lakers are hindered, you know, because their rotations are so out of whack without LeBron. But in the playoffs, yeah, you just you really want six or seven guys who who are clear cut, head and shoulders above everybody else. And that's where you know does Denver have them? And and we know the Lakers do if they've got two healthy guys, you know, right up front. Yeah, and it continues the one the one thing, the one thing that continues to be interesting with with the Nuggets is that. Um, you know, they're committed to giving Michael Porter Jr. time, is what Michael Malone has said. But there's been a couple instances now where he plays that first stretch, that five-minute stretch. Um, he played it tonight in the first quarter. The, the second half of the first quarter was his five minutes. Um, you know, one of two, two points, uh, two fouls. I mean, he was n- nothing super notable about his night, but then didn't get in in the second half um, because, again, he's trying to get Malik Beasley going, uh, and, and he had 21 and a half really strong minutes. So, it's just such a, you know, again, such an interesting deal when you're talking about Michael Porter Jr. who has this great talent, but it's probably not going to be a guy that helps them in the playoffs this year. Right. Almost certainly he still has a long way to go. But so it's just this fine line of like how much, how long do we keep getting yeah. him minutes, letting him grow versus at some point we're really going to have to solidify this group and, and get them ramped up and ready for the playoffs. We're probably not there yet. Um, but again, it's just going to be another interesting thing to see. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing for him to have at his disposal that he's just got so many things he can try, um, and I, that's great for the regular season. They got Torrey Craig who plays two minutes, and that guy's a guy who, if you're in a bind defensively, you just need a guy to go out there and play really good yeah. defense on a guy for ten minutes at a time, or, or not ten, ten minutes in a game, sure. five six minutes at a time. He's really good at that. So they have he's got a bunch of buttons he can push, a bunch of levers he can pull, and I think what's such an interesting. Comparison between him and, and what Frank Vogel has in LA is Frank doesn't have nearly as many buttons he you know as he does, but he's got those two big buttons, yeah. like the big big red buttons under glass. You know, yeah, he's got the LeBron and AD, and everybody would like to have that. But but I, I would imagine he would like to have a few more pieces to put. Yeah, in it's, as well. it's certainly just an interesting look at at, at roster building and, and, and how it works. Um, so as we move on now, both the Lakers and the Nuggets play on Christmas. Nuggets actually first have a game Monday night at Phoenix uh, before they get a, a day off, or yeah, one day off, and then the Christmas game against the Pelicans. Jeez, um, welcome to Christmas Day. That's fun yeah. scheduling back to back right before. <laughs> back back to back Sunday, Monday, Christmas Eve off, traveling yeah. back home, and then and then the, the eight thirty Christmas night game, which uh, I'm sure that the uh, net broadcast networks uh, could would take back the, yeah. that, that one. Um, is LeBron James going to play on Christmas? My guess is yes. I mean, like, you know, I think LeBron has been so adamant about playing this year. He's kind of bad-mouthed load management. He's sort of dismissed it as the new NBA term. He says things like that. You know, he kind of makes takes digs at it. Um, I think tonight was a situation where he said, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. I think he hurt um, that thoracic muscle. It's a, in the area around the ribs. But he played in, in Milwaukee with it because he did it in Indiana. He wanted to play in that big game against the Bucks. Um, played okay, had a triple-double, they lost. Um, I think if it was bothering him, it made some sense to sit him tonight. I think it's important for him, uh, it's important for the Lakers, and I think it's important for the league that he plays on Christmas Day. Sure. And so I think especially given the league, as you said, the league is can't be thrilled with the way this has, has turned out for them. Zion Williamson not having played yet, and I don't know if there's 
I haven't heard the latest if there's any chance that he plays on Christmas. I, think, I don't think so. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. And so the the Christmas Day schedule has definitely. I mean, you got had, the Warriors. The Warriors are playing. They're the, maybe the worst team in the league. Right. So you're right. in a situation. Sure. Where, yeah, you're in a situation where LeBron's health and LeBron in the Staples Center against the Clippers and Paul George and and theoretically Kawhi Leonard. It's a big thing. It's the draw of the day. And so my guess is LeBron will very much want to play. And unless it's a real serious injury, and from some sports medicine people I've talked to, this typically isn't. This isn't a thing that's going to linger. If he can play with a little bit of pain, he can probably play with it. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, ho- hopefully the next time that these two teams clash, um, both teams will be at full strength. Because, again, we, we want to get a good barometer of what this could look like as a potential playoff matchup. Brett, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my producer, Rob Lopez, for making uh, making the audio magic work for us once again. Uh, again, we'll be back next week with another free episode uh, looking back at the calendar year that was for the Denver Nuggets. Until next time, thanks for stopping by.